Merry Christmas, my friend. We are here in our last episode of 2021. And I hope that you really did, that you truly did have a Merry Christmas, a happy time with your family, with friends, some time to rest and relax and a little bit of holiday magic. I hope that it really was a wonderful Christmas. And today, we're going to start looking ahead to the new year. And we're not talking about New Year's resolutions. We're not talking about goal setting. Um, Actually, I think next week, our first episode of 2022, we will talk about some of my tips as a counselor for how to set effective goals, for how to actually move forward in your goals and meet your goals. But today, we're going to keep it a little bit lighter. I'm going to share the 25 days of Christmas, 25 simple little ideas for how you can love your family well in the new year. And yes, you could take these ideas and make it into a New Year's resolution if you really want to. But these are just um, a simple a simple list of idea, things that I do talk about in the counseling room, things that I do um, for myself, for my family. We want to not only enjoy family life and invest in our marriage and invest in our kids, but we want to have fun doing it. We don't want to feel every day like it's a chore to figure out how can I take care of my home and my people and still go to bed at night feeling like I actually did something today. So these are simple, fun little ideas to encourage you. All you need to do is pick one or two and focus on them. Um, Jot them into your planner. Frankly, that is what I do with some of these ideas when I'm like, okay, I'm just feeling a little dry in whatever relationship right now. I'm going to jot a few of these very ideas into my planner. Like, okay, on Thursday, I really want to focus on this because it's simple and silly and it will bless my husband or my son or my mom or whoever it is. So whatever planner you use, you know that I love the Hope Planner uh, because it combines that like prayer journal with your your regular schedule and your to-do list. And I'll have a link in the show notes because, you know, I love it. (laughs) And uh, whatever it is that you use to kind of keep track of life, jot down little notes. Use a post-it note on your bathroom window. Bathroom window. You could put it there. Bathroom mirror is really what I was thinking of. Whatever you need to do to remind yourself of some of these simple, maybe silly little ideas. Friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, I really am just going to roll through this list of 25 ideas for the 25 days of Christmas. But before I do that, I'm going to give you my usual disclaimer. It's our last episode of 2021. I don't want to let you down, friends. I know that Uh, that routine can be really comforting for many of us. So yes, I am a family therapist licensed in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast, all the resources from Love Your People Well are not professional counseling. So check out the link in the show notes for some of my thoughts. If you are um, looking for some mental health support, trying to find a great Christian counselor, I've done some episodes on that and they're kind of all collected together on the website. 
Um, and if you want to check out the resources, we have a lot of free stuff from Love Your People Well. Just visit the website. It's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash resources or forward slash free if you just want to zoom in on the free stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff online. So, hey, that could also jumpstart your 2022 in a good direction. But let's not waste any time, friends. 25 days of Christmas, simple, fun little ideas for how to love your people well, your family in particular, in the new year. So here's one of my favorite little activities is to pick a day, whatever day, Thursday, Friday, doesn't matter. Play a game with yourself and keep track of how many times on that day can you make someone in your family smile. Now you're not going to tell them. This is not like on the kitchen whiteboard that you're doing your little tally marks, but just for yourself as a fun little game, how many times today can you make someone in your family smile? And this is a great one to do maybe every week, like every Friday, this is my thing. And I have a little goal or challenge with myself to increase that number week after week after week, or however you do it, even if it's just kind of a one off, I'm really bored on a Wednesday, and I'm going to do it, play a game and keep track of how many times you can make someone in your family smile. Number two, put down the phone today. This is not a in the future. (laughs) Maybe you have to pick a day because your life is too hectic. But purposefully put down the phone and have a deep conversation with someone you love. You might, if your life is busy and hectic like mine, you might need to actually schedule that time (laughs) to say, hey, honey, we actually don't have any plans on Tuesday night. And so uh, we're going to have a tech free night. We're going to sit on the couch and we're going to talk. And you can pick a topic ahead of time if you want to. Or of course, this could be a spur of the moment thing. But one of the great ways to love your people well is to put your phone down, get rid of the technology, not like it's in my hands and I'm not looking at it. Nope, it's not touching your body. And have a conversation. Number three, this kind of builds on this maybe, but it's a little bit simpler that you could do every day. doesn't need to be deep necessarily, but have a conversation with your husband that is not about the kids or work. You might have some other things that need to be in that like off limits category, but most of our conversations, especially when life is busy and we've got kids running this way and that way and everything is going on. Uh, I mean, I know I find this with my husband. Most of our conversations are about what's going on with the kids because that was my life during the day. I'm a stay at home mom with them or what's going on at his work, (laughs) what he's doing all day. And then maybe every once in a while, some other topics come up. So you can make, make a game of it. Again, you can jot it in your planner as like, okay, reminder to self, Jessica, have a conversation today that's not about the kids, not about work. Set some ground rules so that at least every, maybe it's every day, but at least once a week, you're having a conversation that's not about some of these logistical things that go on day to day. Okay. Tip number four. Oh, I should have numbered all of these, but I know that we're on number four. 25 days of Christmas, day number four. (laughs) Sometime in the new year, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel stressed. You might even feel upset. I can pretty much guarantee it. So when that happens, make a little note for yourself. The next time you feel overwhelmed or stressed, fake a smile for a little bit. I'm not saying don't pretend that you actually feel great. But muscle memory actually can be really powerful. If you purposefully smile, paste that fake smile on your face for five minutes, 
and see if you actually do feel a little bit better. Now, there's other things you can do with that. If you add that in with uh, sitting down with somebody that you love or even just looking at their picture on your phone or you combine this with making a gratitude list, like that will help exponentially more. But wherever you are, if you're at the grocery store, if you're in car line waiting to pick up your kids, wherever you are, you can smile. And that really does remind our brain, oh yeah, I smile when I'm happy, so I must be feeling okay. And it can start to change our mood. So the next time you feel overwhelmed or stressed, rely on that muscle memory and fake a smile for a little bit. Number five, and this might be, again, something you do right now, but definitely something you want to have on your planner so that you don't forget to do this every once in a while. Reach out to an extended family member who you know is lonely or going through a hard season. Um, Maybe it's you know, someone who suddenly is an empty nester or um, their spouse just died or something is going on in their life, reach out. That might just be a text, might be a phone call. If they live near you, it might be a visit. But be purposeful to check in with your family members who don't actually live in your home. Number six, and this is just a silly one, but pick a day You don't have to tell everybody, but you can decide because you, you know, if you're a mom like me, at least you probably handle what's for dinner (laughs) and answering that question. So plan a picnic on the living room floor. Invite your family. You can get hot dogs or sandwiches or whatever silly stuff you want and have a picnic on the living room floor. And if your kids are teenagers, they might roll their eyes and they might laugh at you. But you know what? They're going to remember it. And it can easily become a fun, quirky little family habit. So have a picnic for dinner on the living room floor. Okay, another tip for what do you do if you're feeling really frustrated with your family in the new year? (laughs) So you might not want to put this in your planner because hopefully you're not planning on, oh, I'm going to get frustrated on Friday, but not on Thursday, definitely on Friday, though. It might just be a spur of the moment thing, jot it on a note card or a post-it note. But when that happens, you're feeling really frustrated with someone in your family, pause and write down 10 things that you love about that person. This is something I want, oh gosh, I want to say it's John Piper. I know it's a famous theologian with the name John. (laughs) I might be wrong. It might not be John Piper. Uh, But there's some famous theologian who I've read about him. How does he invest in his marriage? And one of the things that he does is when he gets angry with his wife, he goes into his study, he shuts the door, and he adds on to a running list of things that he loves about her. Now that I'm saying it, I don't think it is John Piper. Now it's going to bug me. I'll try to look it up and I'll add it into the show notes online, uh, which of course you can always find that uh, this is episode 59. So it'll be at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 059 if I can figure out which John it is. It doesn't matter. What matters is you can do the same thing, my friend, when you get frustrated with your husband or with one of your kids or some other family member, sit down and write a list of things that you love specifically about that person. I guarantee you, you will not be feeling as frustrated at the end of that list. You might still be a little frustrated, but the emotions will start to go down. 25 days of Christmas number eight, set some tech-free hours in your home. And I don't just mean for your kids, like you got to get off your phones by 9 p.m. I mean everybody. 
have a set period of time, maybe it's an hour, maybe it's 20 minutes. I, I don't know what's realistic for your family, but some period of time where no one is on their laptop, no one is on their phone, no one is watching TV, everyone is doing something that is technology free. And if you do this for a regular period of time, hopefully this is an everyday little tip or encouragement for the new year, but even if it's just once a week, like on Saturday afternoons or on Mondays after school, whatever it is, you will start to find that you enjoy this time. And you might want to extend how long that tech-free zone is. Uh, But that is tip number eight, have some tech-free hours for everyone in your home. Number nine, when you have that free time with your kids, so I'm thinking maybe weekends or, um, I don't know, there's some quarantine at your school and your kids are home again. <laughs> Whenever your kids are home from school, it's a yes, offer some activities. I'm not saying just let them fend for themselves necessarily, but remember, remind yourself and remind them it's okay if they get bored. This might be especially true in that like preteen age where like your kids aren't necessarily wanting to just play, but um, they're starting to get more into their friendships and maybe not wanting to be at home as often. You do not have the responsibility to entertain your kids all day. I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they're two months old, two years old, 12 years old, 22 years old. You can offer a few ideas, but if they get bored, that's fine. That boosts creativity. It really helps us learn about ourselves and try new things and get alone with our thoughts. I mean, there can be a lot of benefits, but just this encouragement to you when your kids are whining and moaning saying, mom, I'm bored. That's okay. That is not your responsibility to step in and solve that problem. All right. Day number 10 with your family in the new year. This is a marriage uh, tip, (laughs) strategy, something fun. Make time every Okay, as a marriage therapist, I would say every week, okay, this needs to be a regular thing. (laughs) But if your life is just not in that zone, this can be a once in a while, like, ooh, I'm going to prioritize that this week. Have a couch conversation with your husband. And that's probably a little marriage therapy term that I will use with people. What I mean by a couch conversation is we're sitting on the couch, we're turned toward each other. So depending on the size of your couch, like your knees might be touching, you might be holding hands, you are very physically close to each other. You're not on your phone. There's no technology going on. You're face to face. You are touching each other or very close to that and have a conversation about something you might have talked about when you were dating. You can ask each other silly questions. You can talk about your dreams for the future. I mean, any number of things. But when we are dating, we tend to try to get to know each other versus once we're married, we tend to lean a little more toward kind of our day to day life, what's actually going on. And it can be really helpful to get back into that zone, that kind of mental and emotional space of just seeking to know each other better. So I would say every week, but at least once in a while, pick a random day in 2022, make time for a couch conversation, sit on the couch, look at each other and talk about something you might have talked about when you were dating. Number 11 And this is a good one to just say, hey, today, when you're done with this podcast episode, you can do this. It's not 2022 yet, maybe. Who cares? This is a great one. Say at least three nice things to everyone in your household today. 
Now, yes, you could you could do this every single day in 2022. If you, if that's your New Year's resolution, I would love to hear from you December 31st, 2022, and hear how that rocked your world and changed your family life because it would. But even if it's just today, even if it's just those random Tuesdays when you're feeling bored, be purposeful and say three nice things to everyone in your household. Don't get mad if they don't say nice things back. You don't know their mood. You don't know what's going on for them. But you can feel confident and happy that you are pouring into them in a life-giving, loving way. Number 12. So this is maybe a little bit kind of self-care for yourself, but also with your kids, maybe even with your husband. Might depend on his personality. Color. Coloring is a wonderful stress reliever. Um, and I remember learning about that in grad school as in the counseling world. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, coloring, that's fine. But if you actually pull out that coloring book and those crayons or colored pencils or whatever it is, you really can kind of get in the zone and enjoy yourself and relax. And so it, particularly if you have little kids and they like to color, grab a blanket, sit on the floor with them, pull out the coloring books. Don't just give it to them and say, OK, go have fun for 20 minutes. Sit down with them. Take some time and color and see if you don't feel just a little bit less stressed at the end of that 20 minutes or whatever it is. And another idea, number 13, uh, particularly thinking about those little kids that might be in your home, be your kid's superhero today. And what I mean by that is do what they want to do. Put away your to-do list, put away you know the work and ignore the dust bunnies that are under the couch and just play with your kids. Let them pick the game. Let them pick the activity. Make it a, a day of saying yes. And you can do this, of course, with older kids. They might have some different ideas about what they want to do. You might have to leave the house. I don't know, go somewhere, go on an adventure. But be their superhero. Put the focus on them. Let them celebrate the relationship that you have, the the role that they play in your family. Be their superhero. All they want to do is spend time with you. So give them that opportunity. Number 14. All right. When you attend church with your family, so hopefully that's happening every single week. We could have a whole different episode about the benefits to your family, let alone your own spiritual growth. But when you do attend church with your family, let your kids see you singing out loud during the worship time, paying attention to the sermon. You need to know that if, especially if your little kids are with you in the service, um, you know, some, they might be in nursery or their own Sunday school or whatever it is. Uh, but if they are in the service with you, they are noticing how engaged you are with the church experience. You want them to see you singing, paying attention. Maybe you're taking notes. You want them to see you talking with people, smiling at people. That's going to make a big impression on what they think about the importance of church and the experience of church. But I would say even if your kids aren't sitting next to you in the service, it's still really meaningful to sing out loud and actually pay attention. <laughs> but that is a little bit of a different conversation. Number 15. Okay, we talked about have a little picnic for dinner in the living room. But you know what? Don't wait for dinner, my friends. Have a dance party. This is actually one of my favorite things to do when there are chores to be done when I'm cleaning, like put on some good music, start singing out loud, dance around the kitchen, dance around the living room. 
Now, my kids are, are two years old, and so they love it. Anytime to dance, they can dance. They're all about it. But I will do this even if I'm home alone. It does not matter. I'm going to have a lot more fun if I'm dancing. So whether it's while you're doing the chores or just looking for an activity to do with your kids or you need to get in a workout and you are just not feeling it, turn on the music and have a little dance party. Have some fun. Number 16. Okay, a marriage tip for those of us who have kids. This is not so much a like put it in your planner type of um, activity. This is maybe a principle that would really help your 2022. And that is to avoid arguing with your husband in front of your kids. Now, you could probably extend that to anyone else that you might argue with. But especially between a mom and dad, our kids get stressed out when they see us arguing. So I'm not saying you need to pretend everything is fine, but keep the disagreements, keep the back and forth. You want to keep it civil? Yes. We do have some episodes coming up in early 2022 about communication within our marriage, how to handle that conflict, how to understand each other because men and women are different. (laughs) But when you're having those disagreements, keep it behind closed doors. Don't let your kids, certainly don't let them hear you bad-mouthing your husband, their dad, um, really, ideally, they're not hearing you badmouth anybody. Definitely don't let them be a part of watching you guys yell at each other or criticize each other. If you need to have an argument or disagreement, take it behind closed doors and handle it like adults. Number 17, a simple little tip. Maybe you could do this every day. I don't know what your life looks like right now. Read a book with your kids. Any book, any age of kids. (laughs) Uh, You could maybe pair this with your tech free time and they're saying, mom, I'm bored. And you could say, great, I am reading this novel. You know what? I'm just going to read a page out loud. That might be for the kids who aren't so much into it. My kids are little and they love to read a book with mommy. So whatever age your kids are, pull out something fun, something quirky, maybe something they love from childhood, maybe something they've never heard of before, but read a book. Number eight. So this might be a New Year's resolution style tip, but set a goal for yourself or maybe some boundaries for yourself about how many times a day you are allowed to log in to your favorite social media apps. Now, this is a great one. Um, Actually, this is something I talked about on uh, like in the Facebook group (laughs) at the holiday time, like during the holidays, set a goal. But this is a principle for day-to-day life because social media, it it can increase our loneliness, our anxiety, our stress. But of course, there can be some great things about it as well. Some great opportunities to connect with like the Love Your People Well Facebook group and get encouragement and get tips and ideas, Um, as well as of course, extended family members who live far away or whatever your situation is. Social media can have a lot of positives, but it also has a lot of potential negative impact on our mental health. And certain, just thinking as a parent, you don't want your kids to see you all day long on your phone. So set a goal, whether this is a, I'm trying it just for on the weekends, or it's my goal, you know, I'm going to do a 30 day streak and see how it goes. Or maybe it's just a goal for the whole year. Set a goal that, you know, twice a day, I'm allowed to log into Instagram. Once a week, I'm allowed to log onto Facebook, <laughs> whatever that goal is. And maybe it's 15 times a day. I don't know where you're at with how often you're on social media, but 
take a look at your settings to find out how often you are using your different social media apps and then set whatever realistic goal you have for yourself to decrease that time. I'm not saying spend less time in our Facebook group because it's fun and it's encouraging and uh, it's here for you. It's here to equip and encourage all of us in the Love Your People Well community. But you know what? You can just go straight to the group page. You don't have to look at your news feed. That's what I do. It's just, and you're, you know, you're, you know how your computer memorizes stuff, which is so helpful and also always a little bit creepy. But all I have to do is type in the F and it automatically pops up with facebook.com backslash groups backslash love your people well. You don't need to memorize that. There will be a link in the show notes if you're not in the group yet. All, all that I'm saying there is you can usually get the stuff you want on social media without having to go through that homepage, the news feed, the stuff that is designed to suck you in and might not actually make you feel all that great. Just go to the people you actually want to check in with or the groups that you actually want to check in with. Okay, I got off on a little soapbox there. Sorry about that. We are up to number 19. And number 19, this might be a great one to pop into your planner, like pick some random days throughout the week. Uh, Ideally, it is something you could do every day. But if it's not a part of your life today, it's probably not going to automatically change. So just pick some strategic times. But tip number 19 is get outside, get into nature. I don't care if it's cold, wear a jacket. I don't care if it's raining, take an umbrella. I don't care if it's a thousand degrees because you live in the tropics, get a little vitamin D from the sun and wear your sunscreen. (laughs) But wherever you are, whatever the weather is, spend time in nature. There are so many benefits. I'm not going to go off on another little tangent about all the benefits. Just trust me, getting outside will make you and your family feel better. Number 20 of our 25 days of Christmas, some ideas for loving your family in the new year is to ask for forgiveness. This might be something you want to have a goal like every day. You're probably doing at least a little something that might, you know, rub on somebody's nerves or be a be mean to somebody because you lost your temper. So maybe it's a daily thing. Or maybe it's just checking in with yourself once a week, like on Sundays after church or whenever it might be, and thinking about where do I need to go back and try to reconcile with someone, to give a genuine apology, to ask for forgiveness. Number 21. This is a family idea. Now, a lot of families do like, you know, Friday night, pizza and movie night or something like that. Um, But figure out something like that that works for your family to get comfortable together, get everybody in your PJs. Um, If it's still, you know, if you're doing this this week in between Christmas and New Year's, make some hot chocolate, like cuddle up in front of the fireplace, get out the family pets, you know, get everybody together and have some intentional time doing something fun. I'm not going to say have the pizza and movie night, although I know that works for a lot of people. You might have a different family activity. You might love board games. You might love puzzles. Um, I don't know what that is for you guys, but plan some intentional time to get everybody together, to get comfy, and to do something fun. Number 22. Again, something you could do every day or just pop it in your planner for whatever day is work for you. Create something with your family. 
That might be coloring. I already talked about how beneficial that can be to reducing stress. That might be writing a poem or writing a story. That might be singing out loud. It might be knitting something. It might be putting together a puzzle. Whatever you want. When we have the opportunity to create something, that is, it's soothing to our souls, but it's also enriching to our souls and to our life. And if you have the chance, especially to do that as a family, uh, maybe getting together in the spring and everybody has a different role and you're building a tree fort in the backyard or um, everyone's working together on that family puzzle every Friday night. That's our thing. Whatever it is, it might be you individually. It might be you with your kids. It might be the whole family together. Create something. Engage that artistic or, um, or just that creative nature that God gives all of us. It might be baking, crocheting. There is basically no end to the possibilities of what you could create. And if your kids are a little bit older, preteen or teen, um, don't be don't be surprised if you kind of bring this to them. And what they want to do is create, like we want to do a YouTube uh, vlog. I don't know if they're really calling it a vlog anymore, but you know, they might want to do something digital. Let's make a, a movie together or, you know, something like that. Maybe they even want to post it online. That is really normal for the younger generations. That's something they really enjoy. So I'm not saying this needs to be technology free. All I'm saying is it needs to be something where you have the chance to create. All right, we are coming close to the end of our 25 days of Christmas, day number 23. Okay, another tip for when you are feeling stressed, because sadly that will happen at some point in the new year, but at some point you're going to find your emotions getting high you're going to get stressed, you're going to be getting angry, you're going to be getting frustrated. When that happens, focus on something logical. So what I mean by that is count or read a book or do a puzzle or try to solve a problem or balance the budget. Something that takes your brain out of your emotion, the frustration, the anger, the stress, whatever, and into logic. I, this is another one where I do have an, an episode coming up uh, in January about the why this is helpful for us um, as a tip for handling those hard emotions. When our emotions start to go up, the reality is our brain can only focus on one thing at a time. Either we're focusing on the emotion and our logic is starting to go down and down and down, or we're focusing on logic. We're thinking, we're rationalizing something. And that is not allowing us the space to focus as heavily on the emotion. And all of a sudden, you know what? We start feeling a little bit better. So this is just a tip that will help you when you're feeling stressed. It's also maybe a sneak peek to that episode coming up. But when this happens to you, just hit pause for yourself and focus your brain on something logical. This is why people say, okay, pause and count to 10. Pause, I mean, the pause has its own benefit, but the counting also has a benefit. Counting to 10, that might help impatience. That's probably not going to help anger. You might need to count to 100. But focus your thoughts on something more about logic or problem solving and not so much about the emotion that you're feeling in the moment. Number 24, this might be a great New Year's resolution, my friends. Drink more water. That sounds so simple. 
but most of us don't drink enough water. Most of us don't eat enough green, healthy things every day. And I think especially as a mom, we put more focus on our kids. Our, you know, are they getting enough veggies and fruits and drinking healthy drinks? And if they go exercise or play a sport, are they drinking enough water? And we forget that, you know what, I need to drink water too. If I'm feeling grumpy, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get a snack. I'm going to drink some water. If I'm feeling tired, the first thing I'm going to do is drink some water. It has a huge impact on our mental health and our emotions. So hopefully this is not a, oh, I'll put it on my schedule for Thursday type of tip. Hopefully it's a daily tip. Drink more water, my friends. And then number 25. And then number 25 of our countdown for ideas for loving your family well in the new year is to think about not just loving your people, but loving your space, loving your home that you and your family live in. So this is just a simple tip. This might be a daily thing. It might be a put it on the schedule for next Thursday thing or whatever, but take 10 minutes or set a timer for three minutes, whatever you have, some little amount of time. And just pick up whatever's around you, declutter or clean something. And I put this on here maybe as a call of action to myself because I tend to hold off on the chores until I think I have time to do the whole thing. Like I'm not going to clean the bathroom because I don't have time to clean the toilet and the shower and the sink and the floor. I, I don't have that much time. I mean, really, that does not take that much time. We have small bathrooms, but you know, it's just like in my head, it's this big thing. But when I do this little strategy and I just, oh, I have three minutes to spare. What's right in front of me? Oh, I could clean the sink. Okay, boom, it's done. You know, did it totally clean my bathroom? No. Did it make a difference? Yes, it did. It made me feel better. It looks better. (laughs) And, you know, tomorrow when I have another two minutes, I'll clean the toilet or whatever it is. Whatever is around you, just set some tiny little amount of time and pick up, clean up, declutter, organize, you know, whatever. Just stand where you are, look around and do something to take care of your home. It'll go a long way in making you feel better. Like, yes, I did something. I was productive and it'll make your family feel better. We all want to live in a beautiful space. Um, Yeah, everybody needs to be involved in cleaning and chores and all of that. That's a different conversation. But when you have a few minutes, just pause, look around, get something done, and then move on. It doesn't need to be a huge thing. So those, my friends, are my 25 kind of random, all across the board, all across the spectrum ideas. Love your marriage, love your kids, love yourself, love your home, love your people in 2022. I know that this was a list that was a lot of kind of random, random stuff, Um, but on Friday in our Friday Faith Follow-Up, we're going to zoom in on the faith side of things. I'm going to share four scriptures that should guide our prayers for our family and for ourselves in 2022. You might even find that more meaningful because Jesus is always more meaningful than little tips about drinking water and decluttering. But hopefully at least one of these 25 ideas can make its way into your planner, into your brain space, into your news resolution list so that your 2022 is moving in a better and better and better direction of loving your people. 
That's all I've got for you today. My friends, hop online at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 059 to see this whole list. Um, Actually, if you're on the email list, then you're going to get this whole list because (laughs) it was kind of fun to put it together and I like to share with my people. So you can hop online if you're not on the email list yet, you know you want to be. That's all we've got today. I do hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you're going to have a great New Year's and we will be back on Friday with a little Friday faith follow-up to zoom into the Bible and some prayers for loving our people well in the new year. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.